0: Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolick and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. Thanks so much for joining me again this week. I'm excited because I have a returning guest and she's got a lot of information to share. She's an amazing journalist and researcher and we've got a ton of information to get to you today. But before I do, I wanted to just let you guys all know that um, I am migrating the entire Enlighten Up website over to my Inflexible Me website, which is Also going to be changed to just nicolefrolic.com, which was my original website, and have everything there all in one place, which means if you guys want to reach out to me on the show, please contact me through that website, not the Enlighten Up anymore. We're going to be getting rid of all of that in the next couple of weeks. So just a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the show. All right, but... Please welcome Mary Hanane, who is an investigative journalist and functional medicine consultant. She is the founder and editor-in-chief of Honey Colony, an online magazine for health and wellness. And she shares her wisdom with thousands of followers. She's also been on the show back in September, Uh, and I'm gonna link the episode down below because you're not gonna wanna miss it. She gives a lot of great information down there. She's also a journalist and she has been for the last 25 years. She's worked for MSNBC, BBC, TLC, Robert Greenwald, the Discovery Channel, and written for several publications, including Penthouse, LA Magazine, Detour, Maxim, Black Book, LA Weekly, Out The Hollywood Reporter, and a myriad more. She literally used to write for the MSM. So without further ado, Miriam, welcome back to the podcast. It's so great to have you, you back with me. Thank you, Nicole.
1: Yes, it all changed after I made Vanishing of the Bees and uh, was no longer really embraced by the mainstream media.
0: Yeah, Um, to everyone on the show, she produced the movie Vanishing of the Bees, which was narrated narrated by Ellen Page. And you and I had a beautiful bee synchronicity last fall, which was so amazing. Um, And the bees have been a spirit animal for you for quite some time. And to everyone, please, I'm leaving the link to her episode in the um, show notes below so you can um, follow up on more of her information from that episode. But today we're going to get into a lot of what's happening with this pandemic. Uh, you are currently in Costa Rica right now.
1: Yes, I'm in the jungles of Costa Rica and came here the day after coronavirus arrived. Um, was covering this pandemic with uh, well, we didn't know it at first. Zach and I started in January, and it was also on the heels of covering Samoa, where I witnessed where many of us witnessed 200,000 people mass vaccinated in a month based on seven, just seven cases of measles. And so that kind of perked many of our ears up. And then I was put in touch with an Ebola whistleblower who is a wealth of information, Jane Bergmeister. And many of us were sensing given all the research that we do with vaccine safety and seeing these new bills being placed in supposed democratic States. Um, Then seeing what happened in Samoa, then speaking to Jane and sensing this global medical martial law is coming. And then I started studying Ebola and was reading the coming plague, thinking that it was Ebola. And, and so then when coronavirus hit, we hit the streets. We, Zach and I did A Man on the Street on the Hollywood Walk of Fame before the Oscars, and I titled it, Is This the Virus That Didn't Cry Wolf? W- whether it's hyped or not, it's the virus that didn't cry wolf because now we're under a global lockdown. So we went through a period, I guess, of yeah, of fear porn and then realized that it's a psyop and I felt that something was going to go down. And in fact, my intuition for me, my higher self has been telling me to get out of L.A. since 2014 or so. And, the, you know, I could say that the universe conspired to get me out of L.A. I lost my apartment and I'm not tethered there um, and just came here yeah, really, you know, I was accused the other day, you might be closer to Bill Gates than you elude. How is it that you knew? Um, because I tapped into my higher self. And, yeah. uh, and there's, um, there is a lockdown here in the, in the um, jungle. And that also reinforced kind of keeping up with appearances when you lock down an entire country on two supposed deaths. And um, unfortunately, really breaking a lot of Info, being part of the core group that's really like sharing information about the BS regarding the tests or even looking at the, you know, there was a train conductor that ran the, the, the train uh, near the port and uh, he waved his Miranda rights. Just looking at every single aspect and exposing myself and then drawing conclusions about this pandemic. So, yeah, I'm in Costa Rica and uh, there's eight deaths last yeah. I checked. And, and oh wow, only eight. Yeah, only eight. And they're like
0: lock down the whole country.
1: Lock down the whole country, lock down the beaches. They just opened the beaches on Monday. Okay. And it's between five and eight in the morning and it's only on the week on the weekdays because coronavirus works on the weekends. Oh, well that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> So many, so many inconsistencies. At what point do people actually
0: start waking up, you know? Um, Exactly. Okay. So for for our audience who may not know, for anyone who's new, um, Miriam is down with Zach Voorhees, who's also known as the Google whistleblower, who we also had on just, I believe, before your episode in September of last year. And um, so you guys have been working together to kind of uh, look into all of this stuff, which has been great. Now you've written an article that is on Medium.com. I'm going to also link that in the description below. Yeah, I un
1: I unpublished that article because it, I'm going to publish it somewhere else. Oh, but, okay. Um, but you got a, f- a, first, a first. Oh, okay, read.
0: okay, awesome. Well, whenever you publish that, I'll leave that in the link yes. below. Okay. Um,
1: but I can talk about it.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about it because we're going to talk about how. The FDA has literally an operation out there called Operation Quack Hack, and it got launched in March, um, March of this year. We're also going to talk about, just so the audience knows, we're going to get into a lot of stuff here. The CDC is making up illnesses like what
1: maternal mental maternal. illness. Mental maternal illness. Mental maternal
0: illness and vaccine hesitancy. Okay. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Bill Gates and we're going to talk about how you also discovered a lawsuit filed against Fauci and the EPA for poisoning Floridians, basically people in Florida. Yep. Okay. And you spoke to the doctor who's, who launched that, what's that, sorry, that, that lawsuit. Yes. Okay. So we're going to get into all of that today, everyone. So please stick around, but first let's talk about this article that you're going to be republishing on this Operation Quack Hack.
1: What? What is this all about? So, yeah, even, um, yeah, I was speaking to Jason Goodman yesterday. He goes, I thought that was just the title of your article. And I'm like, no, that's the actual operation name. That's what they called it. And I found out about, it. I mean, certainly I've known because of my lovely experience with um, government officials and CBD selling and, and being pretty much attacked for four years for selling a plant compound. So I'm well aware of the medical mafia and their operations. But now it seems that we have reached, the Ministry of Truth has reached new heights and really they're issuing inverted truths and projections. So this Operation Quack Hack is the latest in going after quote unquote fraudulent products that claim to mitigate, prevent, cure coronavirus, um, accusing people, quacks, me, for instance, of profiting off of coronavirus. Um, Meanwhile, we have witnessed an entire cottage industry um, sprout out in a matter of months, whether it's the ventilators, the masks, the the gowns, the partnerships with places like, um, you know, Dunkin' Donuts or Pizza Hut or um, all of these big corporations, many of them that were attending, a few of them that were attending event 201 like FedEx or U- UPS. um and then accusing us of profiting. So, sorry, I was just going to, I'm sorry,
0: I forgot I was muted, but I was saying, why, why is it always pizza and donuts?
1: <laughs> why is it pizza and donuts? You know, it's,
0: like, it's, there's so much connected there. We're not going to get into that right now, oh. but I just wanted to note that.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's all uh, wackadoodle, really. Um, you know, there's... I, I tweeted one one mention of like I've listened I've heard the word ventilators more time more times than I've left my house, at this point. And then you go down that rabbit hole, and you realize one doctors are paid thirty nine thousand dollars and bypassing a cannula with oxygen that you can um, experience cardiac arrest within minutes of being intubated. Um, there's ventilator associated pneumonia. This is not the route. You want to go, but just to to back up what um what you what did you originally ask me? Because there's so many rabbit holes. Yeah. Okay. That. So Sorry. Let's talk
0: about this. The, the Operation Quack Hack. Yeah. Operation so, Quack
1: Hack. It started in March. I only found out about it, ironically, um, through Zach because he was notified. We did the Man on the Street, and we were independently sponsored by Alex Jones, which in itself brought up a lot of. Um, critique. Um, and, and we put in a plug to his silver, not my, my silver. And he was told to remove the video. I kept the video on. There's just no mention of silver. So then I, I realized that there's, he was listed along with, um, well, along with Jim Baker and then uh, Dustin Nemos and myself are are listed. Uh, so three of those people on that FDA list have, just to mention, it's not saying anything. Zach, in common, certainly I've been on their radar for other other things, uh, calling out Bayer and CBD and and such. So 54 letters have now been issued. They were going initially, maybe you recall Jordan Sayther was speaking about going after MMS telling people that you know we're advocate people are advocating for drinking bleach like to say that anytime you take a shower or you drink tap water you are Im- imbibing bleach you're putting bleach skin is your biggest organ so let's not ridicule people about um, drinking MMS and so then it became silver and so i was I put this timeline together that I shared with you for the lawyers, my lawyers, uh, because i 've been in damage control mode, and also for me to understand exactly how this happened if I got kind of got caught in the crosshairs if they were really going after Alex Jones, and I asked my mentor, who's a private eye um, to look into it as well and and help me put the timeline together and we found. The day, four days after, I, in a newsletter, told who I thought I was having a private conversation with my followers, saying that um, I had three hit pieces written about me, two before the FDA letters. So you see how it works, and I'll get to the quack, to the hack part of the quack. Um, that a lot of times they work hand in hand these prostitutes will issue a smear piece that will then justify an investigation in any case i told my followers on my newsletter that i learned that two of the hit uh, the two of the smear pieces they wrote another one after that was by media matters and that is a, a a a nonprofit that is tied has Soros backed funding and just stated that I didn't know that you can go on milled.com and access the, the writer of media matters accessed my newsletter. They accessed um, things that my social media person wrote. So I learned that saying prevention, the best way to avoid coronavirus is prevention. Is to build the immune system, which is like
0: with it, anything, right? Like I mean,
1: what? but now it's becoming a crime. I mean, if they're trying to pass laws in the UK, for instance, that I've posted, um, making it a crime to spread supposed disinformation, disinformation that is arguably put into the ether. By the mainstream and by the government officials. I mean, we've seen on record that the WHO has changed their stance on things within days. Well, mm-hmm. what does that do um, when when this is coronavirus is an infodemic? So anyway, so back to the quack hack operation that COVID 19 is an umbrella, I say a Trojan horse to usher in so many new things, whether it's this new world order that people have to kind of, you know, get over the cognitive dissonance and wake up. And like you said, if this, if this is not going to wake you up, I'm sorry. I don't, I think there's, sorry, I don't think there's hope for you because th- this is, this is not a 9-11 where we talk about it in secret there's masses and people are waking up and it's a great thing so coronavirus is is an umbrella and is an opportunity to instill their techno-fascist ways and to further mine us for data and to forbid remedies or i don't know what to call them i mean it's to for me to have to censor my words these vitamins, these, these precious metals, when you have the things that are naturally
0: occurring in, in, you know, organically occurring in mother nature.
1: Yes. And, and who is really, who are the quacks? Who are the quacks when you learn um, you, you, you learn the fairy tales of polio and smallpox are BS and that Edward Jenner, the, grandfather of vaccines was scraping a pus off of dairy cows and injecting it into boys, um, two boys, uh, one of them, which was his child, two of them that didn't make it past 25 years old. Uh, one died of TB. And what is really the quackery and the projections? And like my mom said to me, and maybe I shared this with you yesterday, maybe, how could the whole world be lying? And then she actually said, how about Dr. Fauci? Um, so it's, it's a pharma, pharmacy, I mean, sorcery. Mm-hmm. And we're waking up to the sorcery that's happening. So in regards to the hack part, that in my story, I, I don't have it in front of me, but it's basically stating that government officials or the FDA has permission to, to hack these quacks um, online using certain means. So that kind of shows, or for me, illustrates that, yes, they get a smear piece written and that justifies it. And then they get an anonymous, the FDA got an anonymous tip.
0: Okay. So this kind of just ties back into how they operated Russia collusion, (laughs) you know, how they used the media to put out, an article or a, a piece and use that as proof to go to the FISA courts to say now we need, uh, we have proof that this is happening and, and we, we now need to follow it. So what they're doing now is they're getting people to write smear pieces on journalists like yourself. To corroborate why they need to now hack you and go into your stuff and take you basically offline by shadow banning you or whatever it is.
1: Digital assassination, and it's it's increasing by the day. And it's like, how much do these prostitutes get paid? Uh, the Ministry of Truth, like like Snopes, is like alive and well beyond measure now. If you're you know putting together a story for Vaxter on the 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 chronicles like the the timeline and and I have a lot of the research but in some cases I'm going back to the internet and snopes is like coming up and coming up and acting as an arm to disinform the people and listen if you don't have critical thinking and and that's why I'm writing the piece it's like hey if and I do these tweets like if you're just tuning into the truth folks or you're just you're, you just woke up today and you realize what the f is going on the cure is worse than the disease. Uh, Maybe President Trump, there's some merit um, and start looking. You have, I'm I'm surprised people are catching up pretty quickly. Every
0: week, I have more people reaching out to me that didn't see it before and are now seeing it. I really have hope. I feel like this is the massive awakening that humanity has needed to come out of their slumber, to take their sovereignty back, to realize that the authority outside of them is nowhere near the authority that is within of who they should actually be listening to. It doesn't mean you don't listen to people who have educated understanding of what's going on, but that doesn't mean you just blindly give away your own authority into researching it and fact-checking it. And understanding how, you know, it's so interesting when you go online to go fact check something, your people, especially if you're still sleeping, you don't realize or have any awareness of how much the search engines are manipulated to show you all of the things that debunk the thing that other people are trying to show you to wake you up. You have no idea how much it's controlled. And it's, you know, it it literally is digital assassination. Let's talk about the digital assassination that's happening right now which i never thought i would witness yeah. in my lifetime or at least this early on in my lifetime of literal medical doctors and i'm not talking about like butar who people say is an osteopath and he's a quack which i do not agree with at all i'm talking about virologists i'm talking about respiratory you know medical doctors they're getting completely assassinated digitally um, and, or, and they're losing their jobs. They're losing their jobs. It's, it's like, let's talk about that because this is, this has got to wake some people up, but still there's so much cognitive dissonance happening yes. that people still can't, they're like, well, before they where they're like, well, no, he's not a real doctor. Well, now you have real doc, real, I'm, I'm putting that in air quotes, real yeah, doctors yeah, yeah. giving you the data and their medical opinions. And you still don't want to listen to it because why? They, the media has done such a great job of dividing, of creating such a strong division yes. of beliefs that are rooted in political ideologies that people can't even get past the political nonsense to actually see the truth in front of their eyes.
1: Yeah, there, there's so much that, that uh, oh, there's so much to un- unpack there. I was discussing this with with an editor yesterday about the left and the right and and how things have flipped and the left is was supposed to be deemed more the intellectuals and the right kind of more operating out of lack of a better word Neanderthal um, emotional and and how now it's flipped and you it's the right that's really fighting for our constitutional rights and. Um, the left is is still very much brainwashed and it 's hard pill to swallow to realize uh, the extent of the evil and the desperation to hold on to these narratives yeah. and you have the MSM, for instance, um, recycling footage from Italy um, and passing it off not once but twice and CB, CBS is so. Um, embedded with Big Pharma, and then you learn that Bill Gates is embedded in the media. But to touch upon the doctors, uh, that their electives are off, so th- there's uh, there's there's people being laid off because they're not allowed. Well, we were speaking about people who need electives that are not able to get them, and now find themselves in a communist kind of scenario where they have to wait for months and months like someone who has to go get a scan of a tumor to see if it's grown or not and cannot get it
0: can i can i just speak about that yeah Yeah. as a fellow canadian you are also can you were born in canada yes um People talk about this idea of universal healthcare as being this incredible, you know, thing that we should have it and look to Canada. They have such amazing healthcare. care. Um, I just like to tell you as someone who lived in Canada for 30 years and, and used to think that, oh yeah, I had it really good. No. Yeah. When you actually have something that needs to get looked at, you get put on a wait list up yeah. to at least a year. Yeah. And I know plenty of people, plenty of Canadians that personally, I know them who had to go down into the States to pay for their surgeries because the Canadian healthcare system is not like manage and run like a proper business should be. That is to look out for the best, the wellness of your, of the people. And so sure if for your day-to-day stuff, you know, you got to go to the doctor. You don't have to pay any money because your, your, your healthcare is, is paid for. Sure. You may think that's great, but when it comes down to the really serious stuff and you need it, you're waiting on lists for long. It's time. like
1: communist. Yeah, I mean, my mom was in Elmer, Ottawa, has told me she can't change doctors, which I don't understand. And her doctor is giving her crap advice. And I've had, like you, friends that have had to wait um, months to have a surgery. So it, now we're seeing that these electives are not being. You know, people can't go and get certain things that they need. So that's getting people laid off. I called hospitals, even though a lot of my work, you don't see it because I'm shadow banned, but actually making calls, I I called, um I chose to call a hospital where my uh, ex worked, St. Joseph's and Burbank. And just noticing the phone, the messaging, they, if you have coronavirus and a high fever or whatever, they're encouraging you to call your doctor. They definitely don't want you to go to the ER. If you show any footage of ERs that people are sleeping on the floor, um, newsflash, that's always been the case. Have you ever been to an ER? I certainly have. It's a zoo and it's a mess and you have to wait hours and hours. So they've tried to avoid that if anyone has the foresight to call the hospital. So the hospitals that are meant to take care of people, whether we can bash the system, Um, they are now not hospitals. And then we had at a certain point telling the Americans that they're going to have to go on a boat on the mercy and comfort. And those were initially outfitted to be for non-coronavirus patients, which in itself is also ridiculous. We just we just established that ships are petri dishes, just like hospitals. And now you're, you're asking what someone's going to go on a boat to get care where there's no windows and barbed wires. And it's a military boat that has seen everything from Guam to Guinea, kind of bizarro. So then there's the doctors who are coming, who have come forth that have been taken off the internet or uh, are smeared and smashed. And then there's the Con, the controlled opposition doctors that are coming in to tote their narrative and try to tell the people that there's all these these deaths and and, uh, fe- and fear porn where no, the amount of deaths just just let's just say this: the PCR tests are faulty um, that Mullis, who created the test, said that this was never a diagnostic tool. The CDC itself, because this is all not, this is all under emergency use, use authorization use use um, EUA. That these are nothing is FDA approved. It's all under the guise of quick, quick, McMedicine, It's an emergency. It's emergency. We have to cut corners. Uh, so the test is faulty. The da- that means the data is bloated. Then we did know that the predictive model out of Imperial College and out of other places were faulty. Also funded ties to Bill Gates. Uh, Neil Ferguson, you know, went from 500,000, I think it was in the UK, deaths and 2.1, 2.1 or 2 b- million people deaths to under 20,000. You have fauci in the new York, in the New England Journal of Medicine stating that this is no more fatal than the flu. Um, this is where this conversation needs to end, and this needs to end and uh, it needs yet- to
0: end like four weeks ago <laughs> so, you know like why the cur- curve has been now flattened for weeks, and we 're still here and you know when this all started, I remember for me in Colorado. Um, I was, we were told like lockdown started on a Tuesday and that Friday I was with a friend and, um, he this told me, this is March, Nicole, or this is in March. Okay. And he told me, um, you know, when they go to swab you, it's already infected with the virus. He goes, don't let it come in your mouth. Don't let it go up your nose. Don't let it come anywhere near you. And I'm like, okay, I was told, I, and I can't say who my source is, but, um, you know, we now had, it came out in the news that there was a lab that admitted that the swabs were tainted.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, in, in regards to the, to the tests, right? So in the beginning, the, who, um, the CDC did not want to use WHO's tests and then they created their own and then they were tainted. And then they opened it up to a myriad um, companies so initially if you went to the cdc you saw it was their test and then you saw that there were six tests and then i saw there was 13 tests well we're up to 65 different tests including also the antibodies that we can speak to about the the crookedness of that Uh, then we learned that they were contaminated and so are they swabbing for your dna Um, is it infected? you have to go to a drive through. Um, so I'm, I'm concerned. Let's say I'm, I just realized this yesterday. So Zach goes back to America. Are they going to force to test him? Certainly they will tell him to quarantine. Then they might ask him who's he's been in contact with. I'm here to avoid getting tracked and traced and tested. They can go F themselves. Um, because even if I got a faulty positive, which happens in many cases, and also think there's 65 tests. What's the gold standard? Um, This is a ruse. And many, many people have spoken about this ruse, including Mullis, who created the test and said it was not diagnosed. John Rappaport, who is an amazing uh, veteran investigative journalist, Celia Farber, spoke about the PCR test in context of AIDS. So, Um, there's, there's, so I'm very, I don't, I do not want to be, um, swabbed. I do not know what's going to happen when he returns to America. It's not a choice that I would make for myself right now. Um, I didn't leave the matrix to go back during a pandemic and now they are dropping seeds of what's to come, which is dark winter. And this second wave, and and this uh, rebound when they let us out, and then they can very easily say because they're they're manipulating the numbers. You can go to, and I've gone to the to the death rates. Now, also when you go to see the death rates, Nicole, there is this beautiful word, provisional. Let's look up the word provisional. It means temporary. So it says that straight up. These numbers can change from week to week. These numbers may differ from other statistical outlets, other outlets that are gathering stats. So they are bloated at best. And then you learn that doctors, I've spoken to someone, a mortician that had to sign an NDA um, and they're fast tracking the way you sign off on de- death certificates, and you're encouraged to classify it as coronavirus. So, you know, there's the running joke that Batar has said too, you know, he, he had a friend, he says he had a friend that committed suicide that was classified as a coronavirus a case. So if you go go into the hospital and you have a core mo- morbidity, Burks herself has said that will not be the way they justified it. That is not what killed them. It's the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. And you're starting to see now a lot of people, uh, like the loved ones of those who have passed, okay, who are now fighting, who are now fighting the death certificates or fighting what the, was being put out in the media saying, no, my father did not die of coronavirus. He died of pneumonia." Uh, or no. And so you got like this horror show, which I just was messaging in a group yesterday. How awful is it that we're in a place right now where your loved ones who have unfortunately passed on are now being used as tools to propagate um, this, you know, ridiculous narrative. And you now can't even have the, the proper grieving process. You have to go in and fight legal battles against why your your uh, loved ones have passed away
1: like yeah it's, it, it, it,
0: it's if they don't
1: if they don't cremate the body if if you're even allowed like my aunt just passed away in ohio my mom's in ottawa she couldn't go to the service and they opted for cremation she didn't die of coronavirus but um this is also likens to the stripping of cultures, right? Whether we're talking about the mask that you've talked about in other episodes of um, a muzzle of making us more, just lack of, of more of an AI culture. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not even, it's, it's, you're absolutely right. It's about muzzling. It's about being, you know, that, but it's also trying to um, integrate uh islamic ideals into the western cultures and before anyone like goes off on me is like i have nothing against peace-loving muslims unfortunately they're the minorities and you can talk to any peace-loving muslim who will tell you that that they've escaped radical islamic places because of their desires to actually be able to live their lives on their terms but you have this like, as soon as I saw the mask, I was like, oh, watch, they're going to go. This is before, like, they started selling them. They're going to make them fashionable. They're going to turn them into, like, these pretty things that you can wear on your face. Absolutely. But so people, like, follow the trends, you know? It's like, and just like that, people adopted uh, Islamic ideals in the, in the name of fashion. And it's like, like, are people not understanding what's trying to be seeded into your consciousness? Like, you really got to pay attention right now. It's also at a time where humanity, on a collective level is learning to unmask their true selves. We're now yeah. being told to mask it all.
1: Yes. We need to, like I said the other day, we need to unmask way more than Flynn. And when you have on the White House lawn, you have Girl Scouts uh, that are spewing propaganda and being used and wearing pretty little uh, masks that match their outfits. Meanwhile, there's a hell of a lot of noise in the background that no one's talking about, which is a protest. Um, and so, throughout the whole presser, I was listening to the sirens and aghast at watching children that are masked when truth is coming out, whether it's from Dr. Judy Mikovits or uh, Dr. Baylock that's stating the dangers also of wearing masks. Like I showed you yesterday, I'll show you my mask. Okay. This, I want to tell boys and girls, I bought this in December, way before coronavirus, for the airplane because of the aerotoxic syndrome. It's not for coronavirus. Um, I'd be very happy on a plane when it takes off and it lands. There's an awful, awful Organophosphates that are poisonous, and that was for that, and also because in the jungle typically not under lockdown, there's diesel cars. So I was wearing a mask last year, and I've worn masks on planes for a long time, but it's not because of. Also, after a couple of hours, one doctor, the doctor who sued Fauci, told me that the biofilm can occur, and then you also have to look at the size of the virus, which I believe is point. One to five micron size compared to the mask, whether it can uh, yeah. catch. And so there's people yeah.
0: will say, oh, but it's just there to slow it down. It's like, it ain't slowing anything down. I, I get, okay, that could be a possibility. But we Maybe just have now possible. a video. That's, we have a video that's come out now. And let's talk about Fauci in this lawsuit. But we have a video now. I just posted it on my Facebook and Twitter of Fauci saying we shouldn't be wearing masks. I don't know when, when, when it was recorded, when, yeah. but I just, I just, it's literally a video of him in an interview saying yeah. that a virus, a mask cannot stop a virus. And, and
1: it- Jerome said that, Surgeon General.
0: Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about this lawsuit that you found that a doctor filed against Fauci and the EPA for poisoning people in Florida.
1: And, and yes, so it so happens that I wrote... F- five, six pieces, four, five, six pieces on Zika. When it was happening in 2016, learned that it was a benign virus that I believe was patented patented by the Rockefellers. I don't know if it was 47 um, or it was discovered in 47 and patented in 76. I, I have that in my articles. It's benign and it was used to usher in a vaccine of course, and to justify the release of GMO mosquitoes, GMO mosquitoes that are supposed to terminate, but that in Brazil, for instance, in close proximity of an antibiotic did not terminate. So then you have a mutant male mosquito who's arguably mating with a normal mosquito and creating what the F we do not know. It also was a justification to spray. So back in 2016, I predicted that it would be, oh, you want to go to Florida? Well, do you have your Zika vaccine? I did not know at the time the further, you know, machinations of the vaccine deep state and Anthony Fauci, who's been around for 26 to 32 years, five pres six presidents. So he at the time was vying for billion, $1.9 billion and got $1.1 billion. And I have footage of him saying that initially he didn't get the money from Obama. And he says, I had to take money from Ebola and take money basically from, from me, from myself. So he, in this sentence, shows that he's the NIH does he define what the NIH is? So in response to having five smear pieces stating, for instance, that I am a former journalist by people who are not journalists and being like always feeling like maybe people underestimate me and it's it's my, my secret weapon that I was like let me see if I can find some dirt because I am so determined to take the vaccine deep state down, 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 and not to have mandatory vaccines. And this is a perfect time to shine the light. So I went online and I found a lawsuit and called the doctor the next day. And he said, you know, I was wondering when someone would find this lawsuit and I asked him if he had a personal interaction with Dr. Fauci. And it was, I believe, I'm still trying to, to get the, the timeline, but I believe it was after he, they filed the lawsuit, which was dismissed. However, apparently the, the spraying of people stopped after that. And I'll get to Nalid uh, for a moment. But he describes this interaction with Fauci at the Aspen Institute and it was a talk that I had listened to as well, where um, he, Fauci, basically states that they carried on these poisons for the sake of optics because of tourism in the Miami region. I don't believe, I mean, I'm sure that's factored in because Florida was there. And so the reason why in this suit, they classify Florida, Flor- Florida officials, government officials, health officials, the EPA, and the NIH, Fauci, is because there was misinformation or, sorry, um, contradicting information on how to handle these poisons and how to treat them. So in one paragraph, it will say... This is not dangerous to humans. And literally, a couple of sentences down in the same paragraph, it will say, we advise you to always avoid pesticides at all costs. Now, NALID, organophosphate. I was speaking to Ian Trottier during that time, who I interviewed and who wrote a piece for Honey Colony, who was going with many to the council meetings and basically pleading to stop poisoning. So if you can imagine a plane flying overhead and poisoning you, and you're told to stay inside, uh, cut the cut the air conditioning, of course, and then in the suit, there's a woman named Cindy, whose child had ADHD, who had a spike of the child's ADHD after going to swim in the Naled-filled fi- pool. Now, the claim was... That Zika creates shrunken baby brains microcephaly. Now, Naled is known to create shrunken baby ba- brains. So, you're giving something to avoid shrunken baby brains that gives you shrunken baby brains. And you're poisoning people. People were showing up with rashes. I don't, God knows, like. This guy, Ian, was talking to me and telling me his symptoms, and I wasn't a certified functional medicine coach yet, but I was like, I had been poisoned by pesticides. And I'm like, dude, you're poisoned. You need to detox. Like, you need to start doing things to, 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 for your glutathione levels. And um, it is a horror. And you're going to tell me that these government officials don't know? You, you're a doctor, Fauci? Fauci? You're yeah. a doctor.
0: And this is, this is the extent of like the clown world that we're living in. In one breath, they're saying, we're protecting you from A, but we're infecting you with A through protecting you from A. <laughs> you know, like.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's hypocrisy and, and projections. And so, so let's say, Nicole, like as a spiritual being, Like, I ask myself, these conversations that these heads have, where is the heart? I mean, where is, or or more so, maybe they emulate heart, you know, and talk about how the invisible enemy has, has killed many and what a devastation it is, this plague. But is anyone speaking about our spirits? And it's come to the point that, Many truthers, or else just speak for myself, really wonder if this is human at all. Because if someone were to tell me that we've now been taken over by aliens, and that's why we're under lockdown, like circa District Nine, I'm open to it. I don't know how you feel.
0: I uh, yeah, you know what they say: the truth is stranger than fiction. And well, there's uh, spiritual that, That's world a care. truth that when I look around and see what's happening in our world it's not that far off it's a quite a possibility it's quite a possibility
1: <laughs> yeah it's but there's spiritual warfare going on and and i would invite people and i I know your audience is open to this to really look at the silver lining and try to go within um like for i i'm sure you know after zach leaves that uh, you know uh, my abandonment issues will come up and my fears of what um what am I doing? Like I was planning to come to Costa Rica, but it was never under the guise of like, I can't go back or what am I facing if I go back? Um, So that's, that's scary. And I'm sure a lot of, I know I'm not going to say, I'm sure for sure people's crap is coming up and they're projecting it onto others. And I would invite people to just sit with it. We are invoking a snitch nation. This is so dangerous. So for instance, Nicole, I enrolled in the contact tracer program out of John Hopkins so that I can learn um, what they're teaching um, would-be snitches. It's free. I tweeted it, um, which is where I'm reporting live, even though I'm shadow banned, encouraging, hey, here's the link. Sign up, don't become a snitch, but everyone sign up and listen to what they're saying so that you understand when they come knocking at your door or give you a call, um, what your rights are or what their psychological tactics are. Because in the, I also looked at the job alerts. They're looking for people that are empathic. They are, I looked at their glossary of terms. They are teaching people silence to cue and be silent and to give a, a uh uh-huh, to feign comprehension or empathy, to teach people autonomy. The latest was what privacy, the distinction between privacy and confi- confi- confidentiality means and how under the guise of coronavirus, it's okay to share uh, your test results because it's under the name of the public good. So I I did another tweet where I'm like, HIPAA, out the window. Forget about HIPAA. Um, Also with, also just say this too, also with mental health, Um, under the HEROES Act, which is, a 1,518-page document that I joked like, "What is this what happens under quarantine? You start crapping out um, documents in with ease. When did they start re- re- writing this, that they're advocating for changing the suicide hotline number to a three-digit number, which is not, by the way, 666. Six, six. It's nine, eight Because I was like, what is it, 666? Six, six, six? It's 988. Eight. And... They are creating an entire center. Um, There's about 129 suicides on average. We know, you can imagine that this is causing, coronavirus is causing lots of deaths by default.
0: You say uh, um, 129 on average. Are you talking daily? America.
1: Yeah, sorry, daily deaths, apparently according to the stats that I've read. And so if they're creating a center, if they're hiring At a $57,000 a pop, uh, at least, well, thousands of contact tracers. Does this mean that at any time soon, this seems to be going to end, is going to end? Uh, No, but I wanted to go back to the suicides that they've changing the numbers and they are instilling this center and anticipating a lot of mental health issues. So you've hearing people like Lady Gaga and others taking on this mental, as they prostitute themselves for, for the who Mm -hmm. consider now everything is via zoom. So at least in California, HIPAA is also out the window that it says that your, your rights. And this was a letter that was written to mostly alcohol centers, opiate centers, um, a lot of places where if you want your drugs, you're going to have to have a zoom call and you're going to share information. And that information is now,
0: I mean, you know, we're, we're literally recording through zoom right now. And I, I'm I'm in the midst of trying to um, I've, I've looked into a couple of other new um, platforms just because, you know, Google has bought out zoom and is sharing. I, I didn't know that yeah and um sharing information with china so
1: <laughs> sorry to interrupt you because just not long ago google had stated to their employees to not use zoom so when did they buy zoom
0: um i believe this was just in the last couple of weeks hmm. correct me if i'm wrong anyone out oh, there no, I, mean, me I will look wrong.
1: thank you I, but yeah. i i
0: believe they have um bought it, bought it out. Um, also that, uh, is it the owner of who was it that just sold all their shares in a company? Um, it was very out of, I don't know if it was zoom or if it was something else. Um, and I, so I, I don't want to say it because I don't want it to be, I don't okay. be putting out misinformation, but this, this whole, um, idea of, you know, so many people are so myopic in how they're looking at this because the news has become so myopic in their perspective and people are like, well, we need to help the vulnerable. And it's like, okay, sure. We can help the vulnerable. I have nothing against helping people. You know, we're, we're in this together as a collective, but if helping a few harms many, that's not the path we should be taking. We should be pulling back from this myopic lens and looking at it with a greater with a greater viewpoint, that is the betterment of all. And you have now people committing suicide because they have lost their jobs. They've lost their businesses. They've worked some 20, 25 years to build. People can't feed their families. Um, You know, like this is the isolation also um, uh, increases suicide rates. And so if you have 129 people dying per day from suicide and you times that by 7 you're looking at what close to 900 people a week you know you're now looking at 4000 people a month okay
1: dying and from- they're banking on it nicole that's the thing i mean sure sorry to interrupt you they're creating this line maybe they really want to avoid the suicides um but if people are under basically voluntary house arrest Uh, what do we, what's going to happen? What's going to happen also when we start going into people's homes, like the UK who chief stated, um, to take people out, out of their, their homes. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, sorry, go go on with are saying. No,
0: basically- but I mean we're, when that's just suicide, we're not looking at the domestic abuse that has that has increased. When you're a perpetrator and you're under this much stress, it increases your um need to be violent and you take out your aggression and your um frustrations Anger. on yeah. the more vulnerable people. Yes. Who are now stuck with you in a home and have nowhere to go. Children who school unfortunately is their haven to um escape some of their violence at home are now forced at home. You have articles of children now being um, where there's an article that was, uh, I, you know, I follow Aubrey Marcus and um, he's been putting out yeah. some great things. And, you know, his um, sister works with um, um, abuse, like domestic abuse and, um, and, and, and all of that. And ch- children who were put in a shed and have been sleeping there since they've been out of school, because they were caught going into the kitchen to feed themselves and now have to sleep in a shed and have been there the entire time, you know, like people you got to wake up and realize this is bigger than what you're looking at. And there are more people that are being harmed and you're not even paying attention to it. And your argument is like, we need to help the vulnerable. There are plenty of vulnerable people out there, people who are losing their jobs, their businesses, their lives, their loved ones.
1: And people die every day. Hello, I'm so sorry if you're disconnected with death.
0: Exactly.
1: It's like, are we talking about the number of heart attacks, the number of cancers, the number of all these we're we're a chronically ill society when one in every two people uh, die and one in every two people has a chronic illness and we're not talking it's like people have forgotten that people die people have forgotten that we have an immune system fear is the real virus and it's all pervasive that it even reaches the jungle like i had a friend who reached out to me he was a friend through my ex so not really a friend but someone I know through my ex and he's like he was in town he came in his with his motorcycle all the way in the you know I'm very secluded and I it just my my it's automatic for me to go and hug and he's like oh no no I just came back from the market and I was like oh like in my head I'm like oh okay And he goes, don't tell me you're a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) Okay, buddy, because you have been studying this 10 hours a day, every day for three months. So you know better than I do. Uh, I've been doing doing it nonstop. And I have experience with with functional medicine. So he goes, so how about those two people, uh, my friends who died? Okay, let's look at your two friends. Let's look at them. Um, What were they suffering from before? What drugs were they on before? What treatments were they on? Were they intubated? Because once you're intubated, chances are you're not getting off of that and you're going to die. So let's look at the specifics when we're living in an age of mediocrity when the devil's in the details and no one looks at the details. And it upsets me very much. So let's look at those deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, let's yeah. look at all the deaths.
0: That's and realize- what I've had. I've had people who um, have been uh, coming, you know, uh, challenging my post that I put out on Facebook saying, you know, how dare you? I have five, I know five friends who've, who've suffered from this. They haven't died. They recovered. So that's like, you know, a good thing, but it's like, let's get into it. Like what, what exactly was their background? Just saying that, you know, you know, people yes. who suffered from it doesn't, I'm not saying what's yes. happening isn't Me happening. Too.
1: Exactly. I'm but not, it's, I'm, I'm, there's a lot more to the story than what we're being told. When when Zach when Zach and I got here, mm. uh, we went to an ecstatic dance. Then that was like March eighth, and then he got sick, and he was sick for three weeks. And he arguably had what this virus is. He had a cough, but Zach has let's say a weakness in his lungs, um, and I didn't get sick. We took silver and we took vitamin c which i don't leave the home home without Mm -hmm. and i believe it truncated and shortened up do i have immunity now that's another thing the antibody test this whole co-option of herd immunity this whole co-option of immunity where of antibodies where it used to be that if you have antibodies that you have created an immune system now of course you can have a high viral load and have a resurgence of a virus. I know because I've had that with Epstein-Barr and there's many strains of Epstein-Barr and it can come back. And um, so (laughs) the point is that if you create antibodies, now they're saying they're going after the asymptomatic. So my prediction was, One, they're going to criminalize the fever and the cough. They're going to weaponize the fever gun, which they have, and they're going to whip it out at the forehead near you. And now they're going after the asymptomatic and making it seem like, oh, well, Nicole, you have the cooties. You might be, you know, you might be able to spread it to me, and I'm going to be afraid of you. Um, And then, what is that? How is that permeating on a human to human level on the way? we interact with one another when already technology They want us
0: to be scared of one another they want us to not interact with one another they want to take away human touch you know all things that actually boost your immune system and provide you mental emotional and physical well-being and they
1: did this with ebola and they've did this is the same playbook different epidemic they so if you imagine like in africa you have this white man come in and tell you that you no longer can um can follow your death rituals, which included a lot of touch and washing and, and love. And and now you're meant to be afraid of one another um, because it's still going on Ebola in, in, um, is it the Congo, Liberia where they're burning down vaccine um, centers. Um, Why is that? Um, But anyway, yes, they're stripping us of our, of our, a humanity yeah. as we get ushered into this AI world where we'll flip on some goggles. And, and the, you know, if it was, if it was benevolent, I I'd have this conversation with Zach, like I'm all about getting knowledge and information. I would have put a chip in my head to, to become smarter, um like limitless i would take something if i could have more more brain power i would um that is a very controversial line to, to walk but not if they're going to be mining they're already mining us data is the most precious mm-hmm. asset
0: yeah can we can we before we end this um yeah can we talk about the cdc's new terms that they're coming out with um yes the illnesses this vaccine hesitancy and um, mental maternal
1: illness? Yes. The mental maternal illness uh, um, was in passing. I didn't read it in length other than to basically tell you that it's an illness that hits a new mother when it comes to vaccines, that uh, she's momentarily in a mental ill state hold on are
0: you saying that they're telling a mother that she has mental maternal illness if she wants to refuse vaccines to yes. her children yes <gasps> I, can, I can show you the
1: um, tweet but yes oh my god yes yes that is crazy yes <laughs> so now
0: a mother who's very whole reason for being is to protect her children from what she believes what she believes is proper protection is now being is now being used against her to call her mentally ill because she wants to protect her children because that's her right we all have the right to choose what we want to put into our own bodies and that includes our children you get to decide what food they eat there are a lot of people out there that i'm like they should not be feeding their kids that stuff but they're not my kids they're it's not my ma- kids
1: maternal mental illness um so i'm I'm pulling it up, but yeah that's basically it that's it in a wow in a nutshell, nutshell and then vaccine vaccine hesitancy um has been around, and i I did like my pin tweet is a parody where i talk about vaccine mania, vitriol disorder and I'm making fun of um, because they, they said that vaccine hesitancy poses a global threat. We are in the decade of vaccines. Isn't that convenient that the end of the decade will be 2030 and in perfect conjunction with um, Agenda 2030 and now we've just put forth this APject RF, RFID microchip, which also Bill Gates has his hands involved in, um, to a pre-filled syringe that will also be a GPS, a GPS device to track you. And,
2: and like, we're-
0: Thank God Trump has come out this week. Or was it just last week? I can't, I don't even know. The weeks are all blending. In know, right now. Right. But thank God he's now coming out to stop mandatory vaccines that you will have the choice. Listen, I don't think you or I are anti-vaccine. Like just because we don't want to take it doesn't mean that we're anti-vaccine. Show me Correct. a vaccine that doesn't have a lot of shit bloated up in it and is actually going to solve the problem. And I might be willing to take it. I might yeah. consider it. But to date, you haven't shown
1: me one that does that. And it's definitely not an RNA, DNA vaccine that's never been tested on humans. We're actually, actually, Azar uh, stated in a clip last week that it's been invented. And, and as we know, forget the animals, uh, which is, is also, I don't, you know, to test things on, on animals. They're going straight into humans. And the first human that um, they tested this on was a microsoft employee turned out to be a microsoft employee you remember that the first um was it for moderna that she got the shot and there was a big story written written about her and then it was found that she had ties to bill gates and and <laughs> sorry.
0: Uh, i'm sorry. I
1: i'm giggling only because i'm remembering a tweet i saw a couple
0: of days ago of this woman who posted about bill gates saying or, um
1: where's waldo
0: basically like what kind of man names his company, Microsoft. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) And I mean, that like should tell you everything. These people are so controlled, even Gates who's got billions and billions of dollars. You can bet your ass. He's He's just as as, like the Hollywood um, puppets and the media puppets who are talking heads on your screen to program with you the information and to also, anyone out there, I don't know if anyone would be watching this video or listening to this show who is very much not aligned with um, what you and I are, are sharing today, just know that when you go to search stuff that um, to, to, to do your own research, just know that the search engines are very manipulated to put in front of your face websites that have debunked everything so that you don't do further research you have yeah. to dig hard you have to go yeah. to places you wouldn't normally go to to get this information because it's literally as Miriam has said being digitally assassinated right now
2: Well,
1: maybe we can give some solution lot. solutions like anyone who's still he's like oh yeah google that i'm like i'm not googling shit i know but I do go to Google when I'm looking for things that have to do with popular culture, matrixy things. I use Google, but I'm using like three, four engines, and still not finding what I need. So, using Start Page, using Swiss Cows, using DuckDuckGo. Duck, Duck go, um, Yeah, th- those those three. I don't know if you have any other suggestions. Quant, actually, I haven't used Quant in a while, but to to do a comparison and you really have to dig because the top ones now all of all of the search engines i believe are fairly compromised and making it more difficult and if so you are waking up and you you know i was the woman i was speaking to yesterday the editor she called them the drifters they get caught in the drift and they get they're like and some of these people are spiritual where they're like, I don't want to deal with it. It's too negative. I don't want <laughs> to deal with it. And then, and then they're like, but they need to reach for something. And it's, it's still the mainstream. So that's, I don't believe that that is really spiritual. There's so much faux spirituality. To, it's really about facing your shadow and taking radical responsibility and not projecting yeah. um r- really checking in with the your inner narcissist and and keeping it in check um because there's a spectrum and when you're not taking any responsibility and just blaming the world you're you're in a victim stance so this is really we should really need to see the silver lining you know and for the, for these FDA that's telling me I'm profiting. It's like I've been selling these things for 10 years. It's not like
0: why are you not allowed to have a business selling products? That helps people. Yeah. That actually I don't helps understand, people. Like, why people get into like are so up in arms about this. It's like we all are entitled to have a business and sell things. If you don't want to buy it, vote with your dollars. Don't buy it. You know, let let the market decide if it's valuable or not. Let that's do- why we yeah. have a free market.
1: Yeah, and if you don't like it, turn change the channel. Yeah, you know. So Michelle Malkin gave a gave a speech, right, on censorship, and Trump retweeted it. And then early on, uh, um, many many of us saw that that Twitter deleted it. So Twitter deletes a tweet that President that he retweeted regarding censorship and what's more is they deleted at least in my case all my tweets which uh or one of them that was referring to that video that michelle um, Mm. made so it's it's new heights and if i don't know how i just really hope that there is justice
0: well i just want to say to anyone who's watching to our audience and, and and anyone else who may be new is that we're literally in a spiritual war right now We're it's it's an information war it's literal digital assassination and in order to, to fight, we all have to really come together. We have the numbers. The numbers are absolutely on our side. And so to our audience, can you please um, support Miriam um, by following her on Twitter, uh, you know, supporting her information. You've got your website. Um, tell, tell our audience about yeah. uh, where they can find you and also um, how they can support you because we need to be supporting one another in this, in this battle.
1: Well, I would say to invite you to buzz on over to HoneyColony.com because unless you know to put it in the search engines, at least if you're still using Google, we will not come up. And that's a way to support a local a company that actually cares about you and and whose mission is to empower you to be your own best health advocate. There's also Simply Transformative, uh, where we offer CBD. I don't know if you can share that and. For me, I still, I have to launch a Patreon because, you know, ironically, my business was doing well because people were waking up to things they should be arguably taking in any case, um, antioxidants and vitamins, and then these letters came out and these smear pieces that has impacted also our ability to what, what can or can't we advertise not that we ever made claims. So that's a great way to support. And and it's like, and I'm on Twitter and it's like, I I live in Twitterville. I I admit it. And as I'm researching, I'm constantly sharing and people can go, you know, I used the hashtag pandemic in, um, in February. So I I have it on on record. Um, Many of us were seeing that. So If you are just tuning into the truth and you want to see some original, you know, footage of Bill Gates or Dr. Fauci in several different scenarios, whether it's anthrax or HIV or Zika, uh, Fauci's been there. Like twenty-six years plus is a hella long time. That's what dictators got his fingerprints all over it. Yeah. And so I just found, I was stating, uh, just found the lawsuit where Fauci is suing Imelda Marcos, who was the Philippine first lady dictator, very crooked with billions of dollars of unrecovered assets.
0: Yeah. Why are the crooked suing the crooked? What's going on there?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Duke, Doris Duke, she is a tobacco heiress (laughs) And um, Fauci sits as a chair, and they supposedly uh, care about the arts and kids and education. And so, Emel M- de Marcos, um, Doris loaned her five million dollars, and she died, Doris, in nineteen ninety three. But somehow, in two thousand and one, uh, the the Doris Duke Foundation decided to redeem their $5 million loan from Amelda, and then extended it, and then extended it again till 2021, because arguably they have not recouped the now $9 million plus with interest attached from Imelda Marcos. So it's very interesting, I have to dig further, uh, but I am determined, little Miriam, little B, with a big mouth, to help take the vaccine deep state down and refuse to just go away and shut up. Um, and it's very sad that I have things to say. So I'm very grateful Nicole for opportunities to share my information and, and hopefully empower, inspire, educate people, people. Yeah. because if I could reverse an autoimmune condition and if I could preserve myself at 47, despite being poisoned, despite being hit by a SUV, um, then others can too. And and we have an innate immune system, and we are an amazing species that has been dumbed dumbed down.
0: Yeah, yeah amen to that. Um, not being dumbed down, but to the fact that yeah. we have
1: an immune system. To wake into waking up. To yeah, our to our waking potential. up.
0: Um, so, you know, I've got a, quite a few friends here who've got podcasts out there. Please have Miriam on your show to help her spread her truth. Um, if, you're really, if you're really resonating with her information and what she's putting down, I know I most certainly am. And I'm going to have you back on here again soon. Um, thank you so much, Miriam, for coming on the show and sharing your truth. I believe that, you know, if we all want to see um, this great awakening, uh, which I believe is literally coming to fruition at moment to moment, right now but in order to speed up that timeline that we're all working to really kind of root into this one to collapse the one of masking and, and, and lies being perpetrated as truth and truth being covered as lies it's like We need to speak our truth daily in whatever capacity that means for you, show up in the most truthful and authentic way that you can speak with your words, speak through your actions, make it happen. We're all here. We all have an ability to to contribute to the timeline of awakening, to the timeline of truth and for the liberation of this entire planet. Thanks so much for joining us this week, guys. I'm going to leave all of the information for you guys to reach out to Miriam if you'd like or follow her. Uh, I love you guys so much. I will be back with you next time and stay in your power, stay in your truth. And let's, uh, let's win this one together. I love you guys so much.
2: Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, lisaloveslove.com, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week.